Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. What's going on, man? You know I wanted to come in on this episode extremely hot because of what we had to endure as boxing fans with the so-called face of boxing, having a little something to the face, not being punches, that's enabling a man to be more enhanced than the other. And I wanted to come in and just say, fuck it. We'll go right off top. I'll let everybody know how I feel. Because I'm, I'm, I try to be subjective and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But, I'm not going to let that funny keyboard stuff lose my train of thought. Because I'm a man of integrity. I'm a man like Kurt Angle. Three eyes. Integrity. Intelligence. Fuck the other one. And intensity. Yeah, that's what it is. We're talking about the man who is supposed to be the guy carrying the fight game after Floyd Mayweather done left. You got me fucked up. If you think I'm going to sit here and take a back seat like the WBC and just believe a man based on what he says, and if you hear a train going by, I don't give a fuck. That's what makes it a podcast. We ain't in no damn studio trying to make a good show for you guys. There's guys that have the best studios in the world and still put out bullshit. So if you hear a train go by, it's a podcast. If you hear some gunshots go by, it's a podcast. If you hear a woman getting slapped down the street, it's a podcast. But we got to sport. We got to take care of people, man. We've had fighters die in the ring, dying for a paycheck, dying for the woman, family, everything they love to be supported on. And for somebody to sign up with that risk alone, that's why you'll never hear me come on here and say that a fighter's a pussy because he don't want to fight nobody or, or he's a bitch because he's scared to fight so-and-so. I never disrespect a boxer. I don't give a fuck if it's the top fighter in the game. I don't care if it's Earl Spence. I don't care if it's fucking... Uh, Rod Salka. I'll give every fighter 
the due diligence to do my research and give them the respect that's deserved because signing a pen and pad, that's when you say, fuck it, let's do this shit instead of some bald bitch like Dana White saying, nah, you got to fight this guy, otherwise you ain't getting $30,000 to last you for the rest of the year. Damn, they're working at McDonald's wages in the UFC. But let me, let me tell you guys something. Everybody has got a fighter that got them started on this game, and it tells you a lot. If somebody's going to tell me, oh, I started watching boxing when Oscar De La Hoya was doing so-and-so, Again, get, holding that L to, to Tito Trinidad, blaming it on the corner because he took his foot off the gas in the last three rounds. Tells me a lot about that person. If somebody says, I'm a fan of Manny Pacquiao, he's the one that got me started on watching boxing, tells me a lot about that person. If somebody says, I'm a fan of Floyd Mayweather, and he got me started on watching boxing, Tells me a lot about that person. The ethnicities and racial agenda in Boston is a non-stop motive for everybody. And it tells you exactly what you're dealing with with boxing fans, who are the most miserable pieces of shit in the world. I don't like talking boxing boxing fans because everybody's got an agenda. Me, personally, I like to keep it consistent. I don't want to give nobody slack or the benefit of the doubt based on a fighter I do or do not like. We know the hurt business. Shit. We got some of the smartest fans in the game. Outsiders Boxing Podcast is the name. But we still came up with OTG and got some of those fans still rocking with us. So a lot of the good people we talked to having crazy feed of feedback of anything. And I respect the shit out of everybody. Sure, I might not agree with a lot of y'all, and I won't jump into the conversation with y'all. Like a Facebook group called Die Hard Boxing, because there's a lot of stupid shit. What would happen if Deontay Wilder fought Lennox Lewis? Fuck out of here. I ain't got no time for that, man. I ain't got no time for that, man. But boxing fans are the most miserable pieces of shit in the world because you can never have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it. Y'all want it to go this way. And if it don't, you're still going to complain. I love the sport of boxing, man. If I didn't, me and my main guy, Willard, wouldn't be doing this right now. But y'all got to understand the respect factor that goes into it. Do we respect fat fucking pudgy Russian Alexander Povetkin before he became Alexander Povetkin, quote-unquote, 2.0? Fuck you, man. You guys are crazy, man. For real. Like, yo, every time it's somebody that you don't like, and you hear a certain thing that doesn't go the way you want it to go, it's a problem. And shit, 
even if it doesn't go, even if it does go the way that you 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 uh, expected it to go, it's still gonna be a problem if it don't end the way you want it. Boxing fans, you guys are crazy, man. Well, you got people like me keeping it consistent, and you got people like my guy Willis. He keeps it consistent, even though he got favorites that he backs up and all that. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But when we got the guy that's supposed to be the face of this shit pulling some of the old, to, to quote my man Willa, the old Mexican meat trick, you got me fucked up if you think I'm just going to believe this shit like the WBC and be like, oh, we just believe him without no sort of background investigation. I told everybody on the OTG Facebook group that it's going to be a Canelo bash a because my eyebrows been up. My detective glasses have been on. My pen and pad has been very close by when it comes to one from Guadalajara, Mexico, Saul Canelo Alvarez. And you got all these fucking boxing podcasts that want to beat around the bush, give him the benefit of the doubt, minus my boys over at, at the Boxing Voice. They're the ones that I've heard been consistently giving the right criticism. But you ain't going to have nobody come on here and keep it real like I'm doing right now. The disrespect has been an avalanche respect. Not just for Mexicans. I'm not going to single them out because they ain't the only ones going through it when it comes to clambutero. Clambutero. Let me say that right. Put, a, put my, put my do-rag off real quick and put my suit on. Clambutero. Been going on in Mexico and been going on overseas. The possibility of certain things going on by accident is possible. But I want a clean sport. Was I the biggest Floyd Mayweather fan? No. But did I have a problem with him wanting to test everybody before a fight? I was one of the biggest fans of that. Why not clean the sport? You got fucking juice heads in MMA that are some of the dirtiest pieces of shit because they're fighting to get crumbs. And what do you do when you're getting crumbs? Back against the wall. You'll do whatever it takes. Hell, hell, they'll tell you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Coming from a competitive background myself, like Willa, we understand the advancements you can get by enhancements. I've seen it, been offered it, seen what it does for guys. Yeah. You'll turn into 2.0. But it's steak and potatoes over here. God, hard work, and sandwiches. But, yo, 
we got a, a high standard to uphold in the million-dollar business, which is boxing. The thousand-dollar business in MMA, I don't give a fuck what they do. You can't name me firefighters off top of your fucking head who's going to carry the flag and plant that shit on top of the mountain when it comes to the fight game mountain and say we are the top top. We are the upper echelon. We are the cream of the crop. Can't do it. That guy came over here. The other one that a lot of you dummies thought could beat Floyd Money Mayweather, being on the opposite side of the gender, is in wrestling. So we know where the money's at, man. Stop playing with me. (sighs) But I got a whole lot that I want to dive into today. And I didn't mean to go on a long and gated tirade of um, a rampage, so to speak. Because it is a glorious Sunday. God is good. I woke up okay. I'm doing just fine. I had a disco ball on the top of my Christmas tree last December. And I'm very blessed to be where I'm at today and don't have the negative feeling about anybody. I love all my folks. Will is my brother, and we never even met up until Cinco de Mayo this year. (laughs) You got a lot of people that want to see you do good but they don't want to see you do better than themselves. That's not the case with me. If I ball, we all going to stunt. And if my boys are stunting, I want to see how high they can go, and I'll give them a round of applause. That's why we have the real of the real here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. How do you kill a snake? You cut its head off. And if you took the head off of this podcast, you'll be missing some of the most truthful speaking enthusiasts in the game. From Houston, Texas, my man Willa, down to SoCal, JP, Pacific Northwest, Seattle Sun, New York, Janelle. I was going to say the Chuck, but we know that old man's on some crazy shit. Nino, out of Central Europe. In Ireland, we ain't some motherfuckers doing this shit in our mom's basement. We global. If you don't believe me, just go to at Patty OTG. You'll see he still got that same picture with Guillermo Rigondeaux. He might took it off after Guillermo Rigondeaux took them briefcases. I don't know. Spoke to Kevin Blatt earlier this week. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, New England correspondent. Heard from a birdie that the one Michael Carpenter Harris might be making a arrival on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. You know that we got some of the baddest motherfuckers over here not holding anything back. I don't know where Sugar Green is at. We might ask Willa in a second because he's out in Southern California. He led a ship into sea 
without extra fuel. And that shit being on the grind boxing. Turn into a ghost ship. It happens. But we still have the same audience, same following, same coverage, without dictatorship. Rocket man. <laughs> Yo, this is going to be one of those episodes where it's going to be hard for me to sit down and hear the other side of the story sipping my glass of tea. Matter of fact, I ain't sipping no goddamn tea this morning. Today's going to be one of those days, man. But it's a good day. As I mentioned before, I wish everybody listening to this show is having a better day today than they had yesterday. I love all my folks, man. Even um, guys like Andrew Patterson, who, you know, gets the criticism he deserves that time. I know he has a similar following. That is a cure for insomnia. If you listen to his whatever it is on SoundCloud or fucking Stitcher, Smart, whatever it is, I don't know. But I know that that motherfucker has his own boxing show, which I do not know how anybody listens to because it's like looking at paint dry. I'd rather watch two elephants fuck than listen to this guy talk about boxing. Nonetheless, the knowledge is there, not the charisma. And in today's attention span, can't have that. However, Mazel Top to him. Hope he does well. Hopefully him and all his following of boring fucking kitty porn freaks that listen to that show enjoy it. I wish him nothing but the best. Shit. I'm not better than nobody, and I will never look at anybody from a pedestal. Back from when I was in high school, you would catch me with the jocks, you'll catch me with the gangsters, and on occasion, you'll catch me talking to some of the band members. Like, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? I see you in class. What's up with the homework? Whatever, whatever. I'm an all-around friendly, friendly kind of guy. I don't treat nobody any different. Obviously, there's certain situations. If I seen Rihanna or if I seen Rachel Demeter, yeah, tone might change a little bit. But I'm preparing myself for the other side of the story. Because Willa, my good man, who people from overseas want to consider a racist and think that he always picks the brothers in fights. I never bought into that theory and can debunk it multiple times. But if my man was really a racist and only was going for the brothers in fights, 
he wouldn't be such a Canelo Alvarez fan. He wouldn't be a Julio Cesar Chavez fan. He wouldn't be a Joe Smith Jr. fan. He wouldn't be a Baby Morrison fan. He wouldn't be a Sirius Cat Soren Visa fan. It goes down the fucking list. But, as I mentioned from the top, he is a Canelo Alvarez fan. A guy that has made a lot of headlines this week for what he did. What he did accidentally? I don't know. I don't think so, but we're going to find out. Hopefully. When the truth comes out, folks, it's vegetables. And I know a lot of you Mexican fans out there, you want to talk about people being racist or giving certain favoritism towards somebody? Every Mexican fan I know is like, nah, he's clean, bro. You know, the, the, it's a carne asada. Yo, fuck that. And then when he acts like, it's miara. And you want to talk about, Oh, he's the face of the fight game. He 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 does things on his own terms. That's a Floyd Mayweather dick. And y'all bitch at that the whole time. Which one is it, man? Y'all need to cut the shit, man, for real. And anybody who's going to be like, oh, but RC, you're racist as fuck. You hate Mexicans and always go for Puerto Ricans. Who the fuck is on the archive for picking Canelo Alvarez against legendary Miguel Cotto? Me. Debunks another theory. I stay with facts, man. So if any of you guys are going to come at me, tag my name on on the Facebook group, at me on Twitter, you better do your fucking homework, pack a lunch, and pack a motherfucking dessert. Because I stays ready. But, nonetheless, man, let's see how everything's going. I would say from Houston, Texas, but I know my man's out in Southern California right now. Hopefully he don't run into one Suge Green in West Hollywood. <laughs> um, hey, this is my brother, man. I love Willa, and um, it's all fair and play today because, as I mentioned, I know he's a Canelo fan, and I want to see what kind of defense he brings to the court of law of the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, in which I am not the judge. I am not the executioner. The listeners are. As long as you put that favoritism bullshit to the side and be real. However, I am the plaintiff. I want my I want my property. And I gotta hear what the defendant has to say. But before that, I wanna see how my man's doing. Give a good old California welcome. D Willis, my main man. How are you doing today, my brother? What's going on? Yeah, R.C., that was what? 
<laughs> that was a world record, man. That that might have been the longest tirade we've ever heard in a boxing podcast <laughs> history, man. Uh, you were you were all over the place. Uh, first of all, want to say uh, you know, happy Sunday to everybody. I'm out here. I would say in beautiful, sunny Southern California. You know, JP likes to likes to make us uh, think that it's always sunny out here, that it's beautiful every week he calls, <laughs> but not today, uh, not yesterday. It's raining, it's ugly out here, you know. It's not really that player. Uh, like Tony, Tony, Tony said, it never rains in Southern California, but it's raining today, man. But with that said, I'm out here at the Beverly Hilton looking good, feeling good. Got my daughter out here doing spring break, my my brother's out here. So, you know, still a family affair and still having a good time, man. And and it was a good weekend of boxing. Uh, We got to see some some whack-ass UK trash. And then we got to see some real, real boxing last night on Showtime. Um, You know, there was things that happened in the news. You know, there was things that happened in the news. You know, I I hear you're upset about it, making a big deal out about a little – Carne Mysterioso. I think that's what we're calling the podcast today. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, man. It, all this hate and uh, this anger that you have for Canelo, I don't know what it is, but you have a deep rage in your heart for Canelo, like he, like he knocked down one of your snowflakes or something. I don't know what it is, but, but there's a rage about you, and and it's good. It is healthy to for you to get it out. So I'm glad that I'm uh, I'm I'm here today, and I can be part of your healing as we go through uh, your hatred mm. and distaste for Canelo today. You know, uh, Canelo is he on the juice? Is he not the Clem? You know, shout out to my boy uh, Star. Uh, I think he was on the. He said he was taking a cycle of Clem not too long uh, not too long ago. He was showing it on the YouTube or whatnot, but he's an old dude. He ain't, you know, he ain't shooting. Is Canelo on it? You know, I would say, if it was me personally, would it surprise me if he was on anything? And it would not surprise me. But what would surprise me is if he actually got caught, you know, He's up this new school. You know, you mentioned Floyd Mayweather. Um, you didn't mention Ivy Gate. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are out here that know how to play the game. You know, Floyd Mayweather looks like he's 28, 20, uh, 29, 30 years old right now at 40. You know, not only is it because he's black and black don't crack, it's also because he has the finest science behind him. He's got he's he's he made he's made upwards of seven hundred million dollars in his career, so he's got the finest science behind him. That's why he looks so young, that's why he was able to dominate and do what he did for so long. So would it surprise me if a guy like Canelo is on it? Again, I say, no, it wouldn't surprise me. And god damn it, he should be on it. You wanna be the best, you gotta take risks. <laughs> you know, if you're not if you're not young, if you're not a, a, a young, uh, you know, I hate to take it there, but I always do. If you're not a young, 
American. I'm not going to say what kind of American, but if you're not just a young, vicious American, you might need a little help. You might need a little help. You may. If you got a lot of people feeding off of you, a lot you're you're um, you're the the breadwinner for families, not just yours, but families with the S familias. You know, uh, you got to do what you got to do to make sure everybody eats, right? So, would it surprise me if he was on anything? No, I say it again. But would he get caught? It would surprise me if he get if he got caught, because like we know with Floyd Mayweather, I'm sure Canelo has studied it. I've said it many times. Canelo and all these other guys are Floyd Mayweather's sons. They study him. They know exactly what they need to be doing. He gave them the blueprint on how to make money, uh, how to take money, and also how to take PEDs. You know. So I'll say it one more time. Would it surprise me if he was on it? No. But it would surprise me if he got caught. And with that said, I believe the meat story. You know, we had some Texans, uh, Houston Texans that got out there. They went out there. They ate meat. Five of them had uh, got, got popped. They had the little trace, a little trace. So I believe as much money as Canelo has, as much money as Canelo is will get, and I'll, and as much money as Canelo has behind him, ain't no way he's getting caught doing no damn drugs. No way. Unless it really was an accident. So, you know, I know you're on here, you're upset, you're raging. You know, sounds like you might have been on some clenbuterol, you know, where you're raging out here. But <laughs> just calm down. Just calm down and uh, and just know that there is that crap in the Mexican meat. It was a very small trace, and then, like, the next day it was out of there. Now, that ain't saying nothing because, as Floyd has showed us billions of times, if you flush it, they can't catch it, <laughs> you know? I'll say that again. If you flush it, they can't catch it, you know what I'm saying? So that's not, you know, that's neither here nor there, but I'm – here to believe Canelo. You know, when I first heard it, I was like, ah, Canelo, they got you. But then I thought about it. I took a deep breath. You know, being a, being a Canelo fan, took a deep breath, stepped back and said, there's no way this nigga is getting caught doing what he's doing. So, uh, you know, with that said, again, I'm, I'm happy to be here to be a part of your healing to be a part of something, you know, that's going to make a difference in your life because, you know, you're shitting on boxing fans. And with, I, don't, I don't even know where you were going, man. I don't know where you were going this morning. It was nice. It sounded good. But all I heard was I low-key am a Canelo fan, but being Puerto Rican, I just don't know how to say it. So I'm here to help you, R.C., um, I am your boy 100%, so you know I got you either way. But, uh, you know, it was the meat, man. Like I said, carne mysterioso. That's what we're calling this. 
mysterious meat for those <laughs> of you who don't speak Spanish. So I think we got our I think we got our boy uh, JP on the line. You know, I'm gonna call him Lion JP because I'm, I'm out here in California and it ain't pretty. You know what I'm saying, RC? It ain't pretty out here, man. So <laughs> whenever you want to yeah, go to him, um, you can. Yeah, we can go to him right now. Um, I just want to, you know, top off a few things that you said there. Uh, fuck that. I'm not a Canelo fan. Low key, high key, nothing. And I knew you were going to bring up this, the Carne Mysterio or the Carne Mysterio. And I'm not falling for it. I'll, I'll touch up on it after we go to JP. But I just want to give you the California welcome. I wish it was better out here. I mean, um, I think the storm is coming this way because last night it was raining. Uh, it's very beautiful right now in, in Central California. Sunshine, a little bit of little bit of clouds. It's just a, it's a beautiful day out here. So hopefully this shit don't come all the way out here because, you know, yesterday I got my J's a little dirty. Um, being out and about yesterday. But the uh, the whole story that's been going on this week, I wanted to do an emergency podcast. We we probably should have did that. That way we could give more uh, time to the Mikey Garcia, Sergey Lipinets fight, um, and Oscar Valdez, Scott Quigg. Those are some good fucking fights yesterday. Um, and obviously, touching up on my boy, Jose Carlos Ramirez, who'll be going for a strap from Central California and Fresno, selling Arena, Save Mart Center, where the Bulldogs play, to Madison Square Garden. And the funny thing about that is, when I first met Jose, I obviously thought he was Mexican who didn't speak English. So I'm conversating with him in Spanish, and I don't speak the greatest of Spanish. I speak well enough, but I'm talking to money, and we had a good conversation. And then when I see him on ESPN a few months back, beating the shit out, homeboy, he's speaking English. And when I went to the first ever Outsiders Boxing Podcast Certified Credential event in San Jose. I was like, bro, why didn't you tell me you spoke no English, man? You got me fucked up over here. And um, I'm excited. Fighter from Central California who is not just somebody that it's like, oh, yay, go him. He actually seems like a Mexican who has some skills, dog in him, and very rangy. So we're going to cover those three after we touch up on this fraud of Canelo Alvarez. And if you think that that was a tirade, I got a whole lot in me. I could – shit, I might have I, – I probably should have just recorded the whole hour of getting my thoughts out and putting it out there. Um, what would I call it? Roid Rage? something like that. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch up on it, though, man. I want to get to JP because I know you were talking to him on Twitter. I seen my, my, my birdies go off 15 minutes into me kicking the truth. 
And JP talking about put some ribs on the grill. So, hey, let's go to my man JP, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, Southern California correspondent. My guy, my guy JP, how you doing, man? Will is over here talking about you, man, saying you lying. What's going on, bro? Yeah, man. Willa blowing up the motherfucking spot. That nigga blowing up the spot, man. I would have lied, too. I ain't gonna lie. I'd have, I'd have said it was uh, 80 degrees, sunny, kids is playing in the backyard, and we barbecue. But, uh, you know, the sun gonna come out, man. It's it's on its way out. Look out, look out the window, Willa. You ain't got to wait long. It is, it's coming out. But, uh, Clembuterol, man, Clembuterol. So I've I've taken in a lot of content over the past week from all kind of different sources, and I kind of filter it all down and I draw my own conclusion. And so what it's what it's come down to is, uh, if you talk to a real weightlifter, they'll tell you. So what we're being sold is the commercial excuse, this tainted meat thing. And then they'll give you the the numbers that they they tested 200 slaughterhouses and upwards to 50 of them came up positive with clenbuterol in the meat. Okay, that's the commercial sale. Now, what a bodybuilder will tell you, a guy who actually is active in using these substances, they'll tell you after you cycle off of whatever you're cycling off of, when you cycle off, you lose a lot of those gains really quickly. So what they do is use clenbuterol, which uh, is the purpose of it is for uh, livestock or cattle to make lean muscle. So a bodybuilder will use it to sustain the gains at the end of a cycle. So that's one thing. Another thing, the, the trace, the, the small amount allegedly found in Canelo. Now, this trace amount, what I understand, and I could be wrong, but what I understand it was from 600 to 800 picograms is what I read, all right? They're called picograms. I don't know how much of this shit that is, but it was from six to 800 of them, right? So I seen an article from WADA. So there's a reason why another cell, a commercial cell, is this WADA testing is the best testing. It's the reason they go with Bada and USDA because they're all in bed together. Basically, uh, WBC is a client of Bada, so why would they rat on their own client? You you think they're gonna cut off their nose and, and get rid of their own money? That don't even make sense, right? So I, I'm reading an um, uh, article from Bada about cyclists. So across the water, a lot of cyclists get caught up with this clenbuterol shit. It's odd that you see it in cyclists, but I, I posted it on Twitter too. WADA in their testing says it don't matter how the shit was digested. If you have any amount of that shit in you, you're done. So, again, Canelo had six to 800 picograms. This particular cyclist had .50 and was banned from competition. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so this is just basically a commercial fucking sale. These guys uh, fighting in Mexico know they got this built-in excuse to come over here. Oh, it was the meat. This ain't the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time. We've seen it with Eric Morales. We've seen this with many fighters, and usually Mexican fighters who train in Mexico. Secondly, there's no reason to be training in Mexico if you're Canelo. And then you're not buying fucking meat from food for less like the rest of us. We're buying, uh, you know, Canelo's buying organic, the best of the best. So I don't know. I, I just don't buy it. I believe it's 
pretty cut and dry and clear what's going on. And, uh, and the last thing, Canelo's built like no Mexican fighter in history. Take a look around. Julio Cesar Chavez. If we go through the great Salvador Sanchez, Oscar de la Hoya. I mean, you just go down the list. They are all pretty much built identically, pretty lean and slim, not too much cuts. And, and Canelo got this, this running back physique for some reason. Like he's some kind of fucking runner back that played in the Big East with this fucking neck and these shoulders. And, and a cut-up six-pack. It's just no Mexican fighter out there really built like that. You look at Zerto Ramirez. You look at uh, Benavides. I mean, anybody you look at today, they're all relatively built the same. And so, you know, it's pretty cut and dry to me. It's pretty black and white. And it's clearly, it's clearly cycling, man. It, are they all cycling? Probably so. They're not doing year-round testing. They're testing once they're involved yeah. in camp. So they have eight weeks that they basically train 10 weeks out the year. The rest of the year, they fucking have, you know, all kinds of time to cycle on and off the shit. Why do you think Floyd went away for so long? Why do you think Kobe went across uh, to Russia and got – Kobe couldn't fucking dunk for a while. He went to Russia and came back, and he was Kobe again. Mayweather, after I think Victor T. Mayweather was kind of done, man. He disappeared for a while and came back and was Mayweather again. So these dudes be doing shit, man. As the hey, uh, are we going to just leave out the point? Are we going to leave what, out uh, the point who? that uh, that it was volunteering? What, so, uh, you know, the, the drug test. So I think he could have said, no, nah, I'm taking the drug test. So, so, so I mean, you know... Is he like I would say? Is he on it? Probably. Did he get caught on it? I doubt that. It's 2018. Like you said, Floyd never got caught. He's been on it. We know he has been. You know. I think Andre Ward. He's right now getting, you know, getting his strength and his weight up so he can come back and probably be getting beat that Wilder. Yeah, get, and probably beat Wilder and become the. Uh, Undisputed heavyweight champion and retired the goat, but that's that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Canelo. But you hundred percent voluntary. Go ahead, go ahead. My bad. No, I'm just saying you hundred percent right. That's probably what happened, Andre Ward, as we speak. You'll see a Twitter post from him uh, randomly saying he's two hundred pounds now and in shape. His weight's just going up, but he's retired. Same way Floyd retired, right? And came fucking back being Floyd. So, yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, and I'm right on Canelo, man. Y'all stop hating well, Canelo, know. man. Hey, y'all, start hate, y'all stop hating on Canelo just because he looks a certain way, because he's got, you I know, like because, he's, he's, because he's got 70% women attending uh, his boxing fights. You know, don't I'm hate on him. About that. Just, just Nobody's release worried it. about that. You know, I think it, I think that's what it is. RC and Canelo probably about the same size. RC's wondering why this this pale Mexican is getting all the hoes, and RC just got a few a few little mm-hmm. snowflakes, and it's and and, and Canelo's got an avalanche. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I, <laughs> okay. I, think I, see, I think I understand what's going on, man. Okay, all right. Hey, man, hold up. I'm not a Canelo hater. Like I said, when he fought my guy, Miguel Cotto, two years ago, whatever the fuck it was, 
Who picked Canelo to win? Me. And Willis said, oh, you're going against La Raza. That's all bad. But, hey, man, I keep it real, and I put it, I put it to you guys how it is. Point blank, period. But, yo, fuck that, because all of a sudden, Canelo's, like, cool with the WBC. He's down for getting this belt that he was – why was he so – I'm not working with you guys. Well, WBC has a certain policy when it comes to testing. And we know how he was on and off testing voluntarily when it came to guys like Liam Smith, who was very vocal on Twitter about this whole situation. Look, Liam Smith, you would have got your ass beat regardless if Canelo was on or off it. So I don't really want to hear any of the shit he's saying. Because even though he put up a tough fight against Canelo, if Canelo didn't have a couple carne asada tacos before the fight, carne Mysterio, he still would have beat the shit out Liam Smith. Soft-ass UK fighters. We know what time it is. But when it comes to Canelo being rather suspect, look, man, here's the thing. Willa, you work out. You're a big guy. I work out. We go to the gym and we put in the work. And let's say we have a four-month camp, a three-month camp, and we're busting ass five to six days a week, eating right, doing everything the right way. We're probably only going to gain two to three pounds a week. Canelo Alvarez is completely transformed from a little freckled redhead to a guy that's a meaty motherfucker with a full-grown beard. Canelo Alvarez is a completely different person if you look at him two years ago. A year ago. To looking right now, and the funny thing about it is, when guys are on the stuff, because I know people that are on the stuff, they always post shit via social media where they try to give you this idea that I'm not doing something wrong, even though I'm doing something wrong. They'll post pictures, they'll post video workouts, all this stuff to make you think that, oh, I'm working hard, that's how I get this body. What did Canelo Alvarez do after he beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.? He was back in the fucking gym the next few days. And he was posting it. Golden Boy was posting it. Like, oh, Canelo Alvarez, back to work. After his 12-round unanimous decision against the guy who got briefcases. Right away, at first, I thought, oh, he's making an excuse. If he loses the Triple G... He'll say he overtrained. He outworked himself. But then when I took a step back, put my arms across, looked at him from the down up, and said, bro, he's one of those guys that's trying to show he's working so much that you won't expect something like this clambuterol talk to come up. 
And like the first lady of on the ground boxing, Natasha, would say, they're all cheating. They're all doing it. And she's been in the wild card gym. And, you know, uh, maybe everybody that was in the wild card gym was on that stuff. So that's why she feels a certain way. But for me personally, I see that as Canelo Alvarez trying to give us the idea that he's just working so hard. You know, I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. I know uh, baseball is uh, coming out of left field, but I'm a Barry Bonds guy. Hit like Barry, score like Jerry. And I ain't got no problem with what Barry Bonds did because that's my guy. Willa ain't got no problem with what Canelo's doing because that's his guy. Just like the rest of the Mexican dudes out there that are El Guadalajara, Mexico, he only fought Floyd Mayweather when he was 22 years old and he's been a pro since he was 16 on your fuck that. Canelo Alvarez, bro, if there's, if there's, if, if there's, if there's smoke, there's fire. If it looks like a cheat, smells like a cheat, probably is a cheat, and I guarantee you, hold up. Let me kick a fact. He cheated the game. Personal opinion, probably a fact. He cheated on his wife. That's a fact. And he probably cheated on his goddamn taxes. And I'm here to expose hey, that dude so, because everybody else is afraid to. So, did you just jump off the? Did you just jump all the way off the cliff? Now, you know. We're running. We're, we're we're coming up on forty minutes left, so we don't want to just go on this too hard. But you know, you started to show off with the long, and when I say long, I mean long. A lot of O's in there. It wasn't that long. About how you keep it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. It was. On how you keep it real <laughs> and consistent, right? But. You just told us how you didn't care what Barry did because that was your guy. Then you say, then you went to the player. Now, then you start, then you said he cheated on his wife. Oh, and jumped all the way off. What's going on? RC, what did he do to you, man? RC, breathe. Take a deep breath. I was just watching uh, Lalisa uh, Help My Life. Or whatever that lady's name is on the own big uh, uh, old black lady, Clarissa or something. She's helping people's lives, and, and I was watching that last night. Uh, so I know. I think you just need to take some deep breaths and just think about what happened that has you hating Canelo so much. You know, what did he do to you? What is it? You know, I want you to think about that, and maybe maybe next week we can go deeper. You know, it. it's about taking steps. It's about taking steps. Did some short, you know, did some short redhead Hispanic beat you up back in the day, or take your girl, or uh, yeah. yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, I, only, only time <laughs> I got beat up, only time I got beat up is by my older cousins when I was little. That's it. But we ain't little no more, Craig. Right. You feel me? <laughs> we ain't little. No, I got you. Craig. No, yeah. Hey, man. Yo, I'm all about having a clean sport. Baseball, brother. 
they hitting the ball, man. Those dudes don't even work out to be running the bags. You see dudes in left field chilling, eating sunflower seeds. So I ain't got no problem with what Barry did, what with, I mean, hold up, fuck that, because Barry Bonds never been proved of doing it himself. It was um, the person that gave him something that he didn't know about. So like he said in court, whatever, dude. And that's why that guy was prosecuted and, 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 and did the time and not Barry Bonds. So, hey, baseball is different. Oh, were, were we talking about briefcases earlier? You didn't mention the briefcase. Uh, but, 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 you know, that's neither here nor there. Hey, hey, that's neither here nor there. Hey, baseball, they chilling, eating sunflower seeds. In boxing, we hitting dudes in the face, cutting down longevity. Anybody that's in a fight, it's almost like smoking cigarettes or whatever, whatever. You're taking time off of your existence on this planet, brother. Like, yo, and especially if somebody's on some shit, yo, fuck that. Hey, Deontay Wilder didn't fight Alexander Povetkin because he's cheating. Triple G's still going to fight Canelo even though he's cheating. Like, if Triple G backed off this fight and said, fuck that, which I would have done personally, I ain't fighting this motherfucker. You scared? Would he would he have got that same treatment that Deontay Wilder got from one like Sugar Green would go crazy as fucking on the ground? No, I mean everyone loves Triple G, but me personally, nah, fuck that. And you can't even bring up the Barry Bond stuff because the biggest danger that guy faced was catching a fastball, uh, a bean as they call it in baseball, to the arm, shoulder, leg, head area, something like that. Baseball is different. So, like like Red said on Friday, oh, that's different. So, you can't use that one against me. And and, and am I jumping off the rails because I'm jealous of Canelo or something like that? I ain't got nothing to be jealous of. Shit. Mm. What? Mm. I mean, hey. Uh, you know, I, I, hey, man. Canelo, hey. Matter of fact, I like Canelo. He's cool in my book, long as he ain't cheating. Because I like a guy who carries the flag torch leading the sport that I love, boxing, over, over, over the other competition. Because, like, yo, if Conor McGregor, we're going all over the place, but if Conor McGregor was to actually get in a ring and talk about I am boxing, fighting a guy like Canelo Alvarez, he'd be a fucking kitten in the ring with a lion. But he got in the ring with an old midget who'd been retired for two years, your boy Floyd Mayweather. But if he was to get in there with Conor McGregor, I'm banking the house on a first-round knockout. So, hey, man, I don't have no hate towards Canelo Alvarez. Like I said, Willa, I even like Canelo Alvarez. But I don't like the fact that he's cheating the game, and I'm not going to let him get away with that. We're talking, uh, JP came on here talking about the, 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 the amounts that a cyclist got banned for compared to the amounts that Canelo had. Yeah, I didn't get that. What his numbers weren't his numbers weren't really adding up. JP, you still there? Because you said point point oh five. That's like uh, I think it's a hundred thousand. That's a thousand. A pico is like twelve zeros. No, so whatever. Um, and I'm not. The point being, Canelo had six to eight hundred of them, and the other dude had point fifty. Point fifty, but yeah, but point. Yeah, 
point five oh yeah. is like half a gram. That's half a gram. No, well, the lesser. So, so I'm saying fifty compared to six hundred, Willa. There's not nothing technical okay. about it. <laughs> okay, I got you. No, no, I got yeah. you. So you, that's what you're saying. No, I'm just trying to figure out how. I'm trying to see how much he had. So he had yeah. one pico, uh, picogram over him. Is what you're saying. So he had four, or he had three. Canelo had four or five or something like that, right? Well, like I don't know how they're they're both being tested in the measurements of picograms. So the dude had right. fifty, and Canelo had six hundred. Okay, but the guy was oh okay, I got you under yeah, and he's being tested under WADA instead of VADA. No, I got the difference is a good point because the difference is a good point because when you talk about VADA and WADA, one of those companies is basically the company that you pay to be clean on, and the other one actually busts your ass. So, uh, good point, JP. I'm bringing up the difference of the two. Definitely, man. Hey, but we coming up. We coming up on the thirty minute mark. So let's let's go ahead and hit some real boxing and stop the hate fest that's been going on. You know, Viva Canelo. Let's move on, guys. If possible. Yeah. I know it's hard for you. Yeah. 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 We don't. Yeah. We don't have to talk about cheaters uh, 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 a little bit longer than when we actually did. Matter of fact, we might even do an emergency podcast tomorrow or the next day and, and fully fill out the rest of this shit because there's just too much fucking red flags on this part for us to just, I mean, I feel like we barely dove into it. We're at the three foot deep margin of the pool and we still got the other eight to 10 to go. We'll figure it out. Oh no, you but, jumped off. You jumped off. The, you jumped into the 12 feet a long time ago. Though. <laughs> yeah. The, the comedic relief. By Willis. <laughs> Good one, my man. <laughs> I'll give you that. Hey, you know another Mexican I don't like? Mikey Garcia. I can't stand the way he comes out with his stupid cowboy hat and his fucking haircut. But he could fight. Yesterday, he was going for his fourth world title in four different weight classes against Sergey Lipinett. And I'll tell you what, man. Watching that fight yesterday... I couldn't, I couldn't do it right. Speaking on from what I seen yesterday, because you know, um, I had a little bit too much fun last night. But I watched it again this morning, and man, for a guy that's never been knocked down, like Sergey Lipinett, getting caught in the seventh round by a counter left hook, which wasn't even planted. Yo, Mikey Garcia's power. Is for real, for real, for real, for real, and it carries over. Um, Mikey Garcia looked very impressive yesterday, even though suffering a bloody nose in the second round, I believe. He looked really good yesterday, man. And um, I'll tell you this, man. Look, I, I, I'm being funny by saying that, you know, another Mexican I don't like because we're just going on this tirade. But I'll tell you what, man. If I made a team based on uh, starting 11 or starting 5, whatever it may be, of players I don't like, that's going to be a good fucking team. So Mikey Garcia handled business yesterday. Um, I mean, he's, he's been on a rampage right now. You know, he's been doing easy work to do. He pitched a shutout to Adrian Broner. And, you know, I felt bad yesterday for Sergey Lipinets because his beautiful wife in the stands looking very, very concerned Um it's all bad yesterday. 
but he could hold his head because he was fighting like he wanted to win the fight. He wasn't fighting to survive the fight. And um, watching that, I'll definitely be looking for and forward to watching Sergey Lipinis' next fight. He showed me something yesterday because it's not easy being in there with Mikey Garcia. Adrian Broner looked very awkward trying to use his athleticism but not really opening up. And we know that Mikey, I mean, he took a big right hand before he dropped Sergey Lipinis. So when you open up with Mikey, it's almost like hooking with a hooker. They're going to catch you when you're opening up. And, um, you know, yesterday the cowboy hat rose to the top, and he had a fucking great performance. Willis, I don't know if you're a Mikey Garcia fan, but yesterday it might have made you a fan. What did you think about his performance yesterday, man? Because he, he put on a show for PBC. Uh, Mikey Garcia, I'm a, I'm definitely a fan of Mikey Garcia. I believe when it's all said and done, you know, well, I did believe that when it was all said and done that he would be a top three pound-for-pound guy. Um, a trying spotter for the number one position, but maybe not never, uh, maybe never quite getting there because of the guys that are, because the two other guys are close to his weight, and if he did fight him, he would he would lose. Um, but after last night and, and, and hearing what he's been he's been talking about, um, I didn't get to hear who he said he wanted next on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, post fight interview. Um, so I'll go back and see who he said he wanted to fight next. Maybe a sign will know. Uh, we got him on. We'll bring him on next. Uh, maybe he'll know who he said he wants to fight next. But I've been hearing talks about one. I've been hearing him say stuff about 147. And after last night, the only thing that I could think of, he did a, it was a it was it was a great performance that he put it together. Give it. I, I did say B minus, but I, I'm a really I'm gonna say a B plus A minus performance. Looked good. But the only thing I was thinking about last night is how Lippinitz, who has 14 fights, um, you know, one uh, another one of these Lomachenko characters, these guys that, you know, are coming from over there and they've got uh, – they've, they already – they get to fight for a belt, you know. So all I can think of is that this guy's eating his punches, eating them, still coming forward the whole fight, and, uh, and and he was also landing a lot of flush shots on Mikey. Mikey is the prodigal son. He is one of the best fighters in the game. But he's not big enough for 147. That's the only that's what I got out of the whole fight yesterday. Um, everybody's going to talk about he did knock the guy uh, down and all that, but he didn't get him out of there. This guy should have been out of there. This was a showcase for a belt. And it showcased, you know, he sort of, you know, it's like, you know, I know Simon says Spence gets hit a lot, and he has a lot of, you know, it's sort of like Spence. Mikey's out here trying to throw balls, and he's getting hit a lot. He can't go to 147. 
uh-huh. for now, unless, like we talked about earlier, he goes and he and he takes he takes another six months to a year off, and he lets the science help him. Oh, that old Canelo trip, yeah. Yeah, maybe he can go to the uh, Carne Mysterioso, you know. But that's all I saw. It was great boxing from him. It was great everything. Only thing I didn't like, he just got hit a few. He got hit a, a little more than I, I would like to see him get hit. But other than that, he was getting him with the one, two. He was getting him with everything. But he couldn't sleep him. And he and the other guy was sort of – he wasn't really walking through him, but he it wasn't really deterring him from keeping up, from coming forward and fighting to the 12th round. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey can still be the man. He can still do it. Mm-hmm. He just needs to stay 140 and below. If he does that, he'll be all right, you know. So, that was my yeah, take on it. Great he... fight, excellent fight. But that's my, yeah, that's how I feel about Mikey Garcia, who I am a huge fan of. But what I saw last night, it was great. Just don't go up anymore. Unless you got that science behind it, and I don't think his money's long enough yet. Yeah, I agree, man. Hey, I agree <laughs> with you, dude. I think that's the same thing I seen last night. But I also seen like Mikey. I knew Lipinets wasn't a pushover. I knew Lipinets is a good fighter. Um, I knew Mikey was going to be tested, and he was. And it was. It looked like a few moments in there where it looked like Mikey uh, may just for a split second started to. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, maybe I, I thought I seen Mikey start to like maybe start to break a little bit, like just enough to where we haven't seen in years. You know, because I felt like Lipinets at some point was pushing him against the ropes, but Lipinets didn't work enough when he got him on the ropes. But it was a good fight. It was competitive. I think that that uh, left hand that put Lipinets down in the seventh round really stopped Lipinets' momentum. I was I was interested to see what would have happened if that had never happened, because it seemed that Lipinets was coming on and he was starting to really press the action. He was gaining his confidence. Mikey seemed to be losing a little confidence at that point, and boom, and that just totally swung the fight back in uh, Mikey's favor because Lipinets himself had never been down. And, you know, I'm sure that makes a man question, have some questions in his mind at some point when he hits the ground against a guy and it's the first time ever. And so, uh, yeah, but overall, good fight. I started to think about Mikey at 147 also. Just couldn't see him being competitive with the top guys. I think he could possibly get – some of the bottom 10 guys out of there like a Lamont or something like that, or uh, definitely um, a Lamont or, you know, those guys around that. But when we start getting to the top five. uh, Danny? I I don't know. I I might give it to Danny. (laughs) That was just a joke, man. (laughs) Yeah, but but he get rid of Robert Guerrero. But Kel Brook, I think Kel Brook will get him. I, I, I think. Hey, uh, Mikey Danny, Garcia ain't Brandon Rios, bro. He's not gonna stand there and get hit with all these shots from Danny. You know, it ain't going down like that, bro. I mean, could Danny win? Absolutely, but is Danny gonna? You got to ask yourself this: Is Danny gonna be able to put his head down and land one of his mounting shots against Mikey? I mean, Mikey got hit. You know, he got hit a little bit, but you know, it's like this. 
Mikey, got a nose busted in the I mean, second round. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard um, Willis say something about Spence. I mean, Spence lost more rounds against Brooke than Mikey lost in like ten fights. You know, if you go on a ten fight span, I mean, there's a difference. You know what I mean? So who was he fighting? Um, he wasn't fighting anyone close to Brooks. He fought somebody well, that was see, you almost, can't have it both. He lost rounds no, against the guy with fourteen. Ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't say he's damaged, but then when it fits your argument, damaged. say. You, so you never you never said Kell Brook was damaged going to that uh, going to that fight oh. or after. Never said that. No, oh yeah, after, yeah, 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 yeah. He is damaged. Yeah, and, yeah. and Spence fought he a damaged the... Brook. So yeah, the, and so that's what yeah, I mean. Don't have he can't have it both ways. Like, no, I'm just saying like does have something to do I, with being. No up. matter who he faced, and what I'm saying, no matter who he faced, he never lost that many rounds in a row or in a matter of a lot of fights. I mean, Mikey doesn't. This is the thing about Mikey. Mikey rarely loses rounds, ever. Just look at look at his fights. He rarely loses rounds. You know, Lipinets ran a few, but also Lipinets really only landed punches when when Mikey was on the ropes and he kind of like walked through his punches to land his own. You know what I mean? And so he landed a few, which is you're supposed to do. You're the bigger guy. I mean, if you notice, they listed Mikey Garcia's weight, but they didn't list Lipinets' weight. Lipinets was probably 155 or above that night, dude. And he oh, got dropped. Sure. Like, like you could say whatever you want about he got up, but that was a serious knockdown. Serious. For sure. Like, like Mikey, and, and, and Mikey I, to drop a big dude like that, that was serious. I think hey, uh, Lipinets was never hurt, though. Lipinets was never hurt. He kept his eyes on Mikey the whole time. His eyes never lost contact. So it was more so of a shot that caught him off guard. Hold on. You fight two guys in the street and a guy gets dropped, you're going to say, Oh man, if a guy gets dropped the way Mikey did, the guy you're gonna say, Oh, that guy wasn't hurt though. He just fell on the ground though. No, it was a different He was hurt for that split second when he It's a difference in being dropped and being hurt, you know, and that's why Mikey didn't attack him like he was hurt. He he attacked him cautiously. It wasn't he didn't attack him like flash knockdowns and that there's you know, there's flash knockdowns where you, you might be you know, you might be trying to come in a guy hits you with a short punch coming in, and you just fall to your knees. He fell to his back, hit his head, and everything like that's a serious, bro. That's some, bro. That's that's a serious knockdown. There's different levels of knockdowns. You know, yeah. you could say he recovered quickly, but to say he wasn't hurt is like you don't fall like that unless you were hurt. Even his back never touched second. the. He he. His back never touched the canvas. He actually. Braced himself to where his back never went completely against the canvas, dude. He and fell his back, eyes, dude. his eyes, his eyes never lost the line of focus of anything. Oh, so like you thing. said, there's levels he got hurt to be hurt. Round. There's levels to be hurt, hurt in but his eyes round by that left hook also. I think he, I think hurt. he landed some good shots on Mikey, uh, but he was trying to fight Mikey in exchanges, and that's dangerous. And but that's where he got caught. That's where he, yeah, but, but he I, got I he, he, he got buckled in the twelfth round. You gotta admit that. So, you know, I, I mean, it is what it is. That's as much. But who? But what are you fighting, Sam? I think we all agree. I think we uh, we all agree that he did. He looked good against lifting it, and I think we all agree that he can't see the big dogs at 147. Correct? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not debating that. I, I knew that before the fight. I didn't yeah. need to see that to so to know because you know, unless you have certain people in your camp, you know what I mean. Um, and you know who those people's names are. One guy trying to change his name because uh, because of his past history. Uh, It's hard to do that, man. You know, so 
like Crawford, for example, he's a little bit bigger than Garcia, so he can make that jump to 47. But he's going to be capped out at 47. And then Mikey, being a little bit smaller, his 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 cap out is 140. And that's fine. I mean, four-weight division, four-weight, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So well, um, well, you heard Robert yeah, Garcia say Mikey's going back down to 135 where it's safe at. Because Mikey fuck around and stay at 140 and have Crawford come back down there and have a problem on his hands. But, yeah, Mikey better get his ass down back there to 135 where nobody can come see him at. But but eventually he have to see Lomachenko down there. And, you know, that's, that's going to be a great one when that happens. Lomachenko's going to sleep. Oh, wow. I mean, he going to sleep, man. I agree. I mean, he going to sleep. And it's not because – and see, when people – when you hear that, that's, that gives people the shock factor. They say, whoa. You're saying somebody like Lomachenko, Nomachenko's going to sleep? Because it goes back to what we were just talking about, Mikey. If Mikey fights Keith Thurman, he's probably going to sleep. Same with Fed, same with those guys. It's like there's, a, there's going to be a certain point. If you look at his history, from 35 and below, anybody he touches, he drops you or knocks you out. Lomachenko is a 26-pounder midget, blown-up 26-pounder that's going to, you know, he's <laughs> They mistaken his skills. Like skills are in there's different variations of skills. You know, there's offensive skills, there's footwork skills, there's a lot of things. So the the part where Lomachenko is the weakest at is defensive skills. He was getting hit by Mariaga. He was getting hit by other guys. You don't think Mikey can hit Lomachenko? Once Mikey hits him, it's over. He's either going to hit him and drop him, and Lomachenko is going to survive the rest of the fight, not trying to win just not get knocked out, or he's going to get dropped or just knocked out. Like, he's going to keep getting dropped and then eventually stopped, or he's just going to get hit once, sleep, which I think is going to happen. He's, I think he, he might even get dropped before it happens, but eventually he's going hit, to get hit with something that's going to be completely over. I know people are going to say, oh, no, Moschenko, he's going to make him quit like everybody else. Hey, that's fine, man. But, you know, this is, this is the thing about it. Um, they, they're not worried about it. They'll make the fight. They even said Robert Garcia is on the record. He said, look, Lomachenko is a great fighter, all this stuff, no doubt. But his career is over if he fights Mikey. And I agree. Career is over if fights Mikey. Yo, um, a good point. I, I actually piggy bank that not being a big Mikey Garcia fan. But um, Lomachenko needs a defensive coordinator. And he'll probably need the best defensive coordinator if he's fighting a guy like Mikey Garcia, 100%. Um, but we, we all agree with this that, you know, he needs to stay at a certain weight because Mikey Garcia has been talking about um, possibly going uh, past 147 to fight a guy like Cotto. Um, and and he, he's talking a big game, and I love it because we need more fighters like Mikey Garcia who's not afraid to do things and challenge himself to be great. You know what I'm saying? So um, much respect to Mikey Garcia. He took care of business yesterday. And um, real quick, time, uh, me, Willa, and JP, we touched on it about the Canelo deal. If you have any thoughts on that, I don't know if you're a big Canelo fan and you're going to say that, nah, he was just eating some carne asada and Tijuana. And, um, you know, uh, he, he, he just, you know, it was an accident. He ate the wrong meat. Um... Time, I know you're a man of a lot of theories. You've been very vocal about that for a long time. 
especially when it comes to this possible substance abuse, possible on quotation. Anything you want to touch on from the Canelo Clambuteral deal before we move forward talking about the next two fights that I want to cover? Look, man, check my rap sheet. When everybody else for years and years and years tried to always say, uh, where's the proof and, and this and that, the only guy I would say that was willing to go out there and just say what they felt and, you know, and what they really think for whatever reason was Willis. So I'll give Willis a shout out back when, you know, I used to, I had no problem saying it. I still don't have no problem saying it. Guys are cheating. It is what it is. If you're mad about it, do something about it. Do something about it or prove me wrong. Guys are cheating. Canelo's no different. You know, they want to bring up me, but we're talking about a guy besides Anthony Joshua who's, you know, as Jacobs would say, who's pulling the more M's, the most M's in the sport. So all of a sudden, you don't have the resources, you don't have the wherewithal and the people around you to make sure that you don't eat contaminated meat. Get out of here, man. I ain't believing that. And... They want to bring up Mexico, but, dude, majority of your camps are in California, in Dago. So I don't want to hear that. Even if it was a mistake, zero tolerance. You, you got caught with a banned substance. That's it. That's it. It doesn't matter. So I don't care if it was contaminating me. I don't care if it wasn't. The fact of the matter is you had the belt back when you fought Khan. You knock Khan's little ass out. You um, drop the belt a couple weeks later talking about, oh, you know, artificial deadlines and da 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 All right? You went, you went back down. Well, you fought at your weight, 155 Canelo weight. Then you went over and fought Liam Smith your very next fight at 154 pounds, no body testing, beat his ass, took a break for the rest of the year because people forget he was supposed to fight one more time at the end of that year. They claimed a hand injury, but then if you watch the fight, when did, when did uh, Canelo ever act like his hand was injured in the fight? We all have been watching boxing long enough. When guys have hand injuries, they do certain things. They don't throw, their, they don't throw the hand. They shake it a little bit, you know, certain things like that. He never did that, but then he claimed a hand injury and said they're taking the rest of the year off. Came back, fought Mr. Briefcase Chavez Jr. at 164 and a half pounds. <laughs> and did it look Look you gotta look at it like this Mikey Garcia Moved up five pounds Look at his body A little bloated, a little soft All of a sudden this guy goes from his Highest weight at one point was 155 Or whatever in a fight All of a sudden he had 164 and a half And he looked pretty good to me For a guy Whoops his ass You know Goes right back into training camp you know, goes three hard months. You know, even though it was a hard fight, I mean, it wasn't that hard of a fight. Training camp's so hard, man. You should, you, you don't want to give your time, your your body, no rest from that either. And then you go back right back into training camp, come back with no neck against Golovkin, is able to take his punches and get a you know a draw against Golovkin. Then all of a sudden, Combuterol's in your system. And get out of here, man. Man, you ain't fooling me. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't the, the 99% of the boxing fans that are brainwashed. I'm the 1%, which is we know what it is. You got caught. 
Just fess up to it. It's okay. You're going to be forgiven anyway. You ain't, you ain't a black fighter. Everybody's going to forgive you anyway. No, just, just admit it. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and then this is another thing. During that time, when they dropped the belt, what was the one thing his people around him kept saying? They kept saying the same thing. He's not a real middleweight yet. He needs to get bigger. He leaves, comes back, he's big enough now. Hey, it, it's all there for you to see yourself. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Um, it, 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 it goes back around, bro, because, um, you know, I guarantee you, we talked about Mikey Garcia and Nomaschenko, but if the doorbell rings, or if dude's knocking on the door and Mikey Garcia sees some briefcase in the front of his doorstep, he going to close the door. Willis saying he ain't got that much money to be doing certain things. But he ain't taking them briefcases, man. And Canelo, Oscar, <laughs> Golden Boy. Oh, real quick on that, real quick. I, you know, go back to JP real quick about that situation. It sounded like he, didn't, he doesn't think Lomachenko's getting knocked out or he thinks Lomachenko's winning. If he does, I want to hear his explanation. I think that's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, Mikey hits hard enough and has good enough timing. But I want to. Um, I'm wondering why the fuck Robert Easter Jr. was sitting in a in a, in a crowd like he wants some of that smoke or something. Because he but, don't. Hey, but see, that but see hey, good point. You know why you made a good point right there? I, you know, people tell me crazy things all the time. They're always coming at me about stuff. So they're saying. Oh, you're fighting Lipinitz. Who cares about Lipinitz and and all that? But then if you look at his division, we know he just moved up to 40, but he's a champion at 35 already. But then if you look at the 35 champions, who at 35 are you honestly going to say is going to do better than Lipinitz? So what are you talking about here? You know? You're telling me Easter's going to do better than Lipinitz? No. I don't see I don't it. think so. And- and, 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 real quick, Comey, and real quick, Comey or Shavikov, Shavikov may have a better chance at Mikey than Easter Jr. Probably, but here's the, thing, here's the thing. Let me, and let me say this real quick, fellas, because here's the thing. Like, I feel you, JP, 100%. Like, yo, he, he's there like he wants that smoke, and we know, you know, he's got a strap, and, and, and Robert Easter Jr. has looked very limited at times. Going all the way back to when I first started the show, Willa, talking about boxing fans and shitting on boxing fans. Here's the thing. Boxing fans, as I mentioned, can never have it both ways. If Robert Easter Jr. is fighting a bum, they're like, oh, yo, you're scared. You're fighting a bum. Deservedly so. Everyone's going to say that. But if he wants to fight someone great like Mikey Garcia or fight somebody in the obvious upper echelon, they'll be like, oh, why is he trying to call that dude out? He's going to get his ass whipped. Like, it, 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 it goes back down the twine, man, where boxing fans are always upset. Like, yo, the man can fight a think he was. I think he was just trying to be funny, man. RC, to be honest, I think he was mostly saying, like, Hey man, you just had a bad performance. What are you doing in San Antonio? You should be in the gym. That's what he's really saying. Like, you know, like that's what. Of course, it's the fights need to happen anyway because we're talking unifications. 
things like that. Well, I'm saying, what he's saying he don't like, want none of that smoke for real. He don't really want that, man. They, that had to be – they got to pay him to be there or something because he's not there <laughs> like he's chasing, chasing uh, Mikey Garcia everywhere like like Shannon Briggs <laughs> was doing Vladimir Klitschko or something like this. He don't want that smoke for real, man. Hey, Easter probably thought he was going to get one of those Showtime interviews, you know, at the booth. And they're like, no, 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 no. We ain't going to do that for you. We're going to have you come over here. But, nah, we're going to actually interview some guys that actually have a chance of winning, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know I mean? Easter like, definitely like, wants to fight Garcia. Easter's trying to get paid. Easter isn't out there scary. I know that he doesn't want it and he would get his ass whooped. But Easter doesn't seem like he's been the type of guy that's scared of anything. Every time he fights, he calls out Garcia and uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. That's who he says he wants to fight. So let's not say he doesn't want to fight these guys. I believe he does 100%. I believe if they put a contract in his face, he will sign it. But he will Definitely. be last with. Because of the money. I mean, yep. see, and, I'm not, and I haven't even said that he doesn't want it. I, what I'm saying is people are criticizing Mikey for fighting Lipinitz like he got harder work at 35. You know, Linares is more talented and more skilled than Lipinitz. He's not as big, not as strong, not as good of a chin. He might do well early with his speed, but but then once Mikey hits him, he's going down and he's probably not getting back up. So when people are complaining about Lipinitz and they, they try to bring in Linares and um, Easter and guys like that, I, I, I kind of – kind of eyebrow raising i'm like what are you seeing that i don't see you know what i mean that that's what i'm talking about but yeah if the contract's in front of him i think easter would probably sign it unless one of his advisors told him like nah he beat up big bro already come on you're little bro you're not gonna win it for sure so um <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, so he, I, I, I used to say i used to say little bro was better than big bro son you're on archive records saying that are you changing your opinion now that you know that uh um I mean, Easter you can still is. be better and still lose, right? I mean, he got. I mean, Broner got easy work in that fight. That fight was easy. That fight was easier than the Lipinitz fight. So, so this is the thing. What does that say about Broner? That Broner was an easier fight than Lipinitz, and Broner's about to lose again to Jesse Vargas. Man, cut you know that out, man. We don't know that. We don't know that 100%. Know that. I like Jesse Burgess. Oh, we know that. I like Jesse. We'll see. We'll see. AB might hey. get knocked out, man. AB might get knocked out. <laughs> I told I, I you, man. I'm, I, hey, I'm smelling, I'm smelling maybe a stoppage in this one. Yeah, TKO, 11th round. We're going to see. We're going to see. Hey, real quick, though. Um, Willa, I know you're telling me Janelle's on the line, so let's go to Janelle real quick, Simon's best friend, and uh, let's uh, uh, let's ask him what he thinks about this whole situation, the the Mikey Garcia, um, uh, uh, Lipinets fight. Uh, I know Janelle's a busy guy. I believe he's actually in France or some shit right now. Janelle's out there right now, so uh, I know he's uh, doing big things right now. I don't know if he was able to catch these fights. But I want to ask Janelle if he caught the Mikey Garcia fight against Lipinez and what's going to happen next. If he didn't see that, then uh, I want to let him touch up on the Canelo thing because my man is in there training, in the gym doing his thing, and um, I hope Janelle is not taking his training camp to Mexico and getting some of those carne asada burritos, tacos that's going to help him uh, performance-wise. Janelle. 
I don't know what time it is where you at, but what's going on? First and foremost, fam, hopefully everything's all good. Look like you're having a good time out there. How you doing? Uh, uh, what's going on? I just got back to the States. I'm actually in Philadelphia right now to lay over. Um, oh, yeah, I caught the Garcia fight. Um, I think Garcia, I mean, I know Garcia's talking about moving up and fighting Spence and fighting guys at 147. I mean, from what I saw last night, I think he needs to stay at 140. You know what I mean? Uh, a one, he didn't work the body. I mean, he'll lose the body shots at times. And you're fighting guys that naturally bigger and stronger, but you got to go to that body. I, I, I mean, he got hit clean too many times in that fight. His, his, his nose looked extremely jacked up. I mean, at 147, I see him definitely getting hurt. I mean, 140 is where he should uh, uh, pick up where uh, Terrence Crawford left off and just, like, clean up that division. I think that's what he needs to do right now. But uh, stay away from 147 from what I saw. I mean, um, he got hit clean too many times, too many times. And, and those guys at 147, I, I mean, they were literally – I mean, he would get hurt. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he nose, get, nose was busted in the second round. Exactly. And, and, and now he's calling out Spence and those guys at 147. Also last night, he needs to, he needs to, he needs to stay away from 147. I mean, I mean, it might just be a marketing ploy to get people to pay attention to him, and which they should. I mean, in my eyes, he is the hardest of, of our Mexican boxing right now. I mean, I know everybody got up a Canelo, but Canelo is more like the Divas champion. I mean, he's not, he's not that guy in Mexico, if you ask me. And Garcia is definitely yeah, that crown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like JP said, JP said, like, you know, Canelo is the main guy in Mexican fighting and Mexican boxing fans, but the people's champion of Mexico is Mikey Garcia. And I'll piggyback that one. Yeah, Mikey Garcia. That's got to be Willa. Hey, Willa, you think uh, Canelo is really better than Mikey Garcia? No. No, I do not think he's better, but I think Canelo is the man in boxing. Uh, you know, those, those could be two different people. I mean, he's a cast cow right now. Yes, I'll give him that. He's um, more marketable and stuff because a golden boy actually built him up and built up his um, speak about him, which that's not even there if you ask me. Um, he should have a lot more losses under his belt. You know, I mean, a, a broke child and Laura. But it's like, hey. But uh, yeah. uh, what else y'all was asking me about now? You touch on the Garcia 100%. I agree with you. Um, uh, we, we, we got uh, about 14 minutes here left. Um, real quick, Janelle. Ask Janelle the question. Janelle Alvarez no. and Janelle. Yeah. Canelo Alvarez and Clambuterol. What do you think about that whole deal? Uh, we have Victor Conti, a guy who's been obviously in the deep end of the pool when it comes to that substance abuse, and they're very vocal about it. And um, there's been a lot of people talking about this and that. You got Canelo Nuthuggers defending him, saying, you know, it's probably an accident, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, I, I ask you because I know you're in the fight game. You know, accident. You know, accident. You're in the fight game, and and you know how grueling training camps can be. So what do you think about this Canelo situation? Because he obviously transformed into a pretty big guy, what he looks like right now. Your take on it, my man. Well, one, he's always been a big guy. I mean, he took a lot of weight to get 154. But like I said, I mean, if the tables were reversed, if Super G would have got caught with something dirty, I mean, right now, you know, who's bashing the hell out of him? And maybe his whole run at 160 would just be basically tainted. But with Canelo is getting swept under the rug a bit, so to speak, 
and now he's saying it's because of some tainted meat or whatever. I'm not, I'm not buying no tainted meat bullshit. He's just trying to save the fight. You know, I mean, the fight is got to be because a lot of money is made. So Golden Boy is trying to save the fight as much as possible. So it's like, hey, hey, he deserves criticism like any other fighter would get criticism for. It. You know, you can't sweep it under the rug. I'm sorry. Yeah, and if GGG doesn't fight, uh, doesn't fight Canelo, he's scared. Because everybody said Wilder was scared when Pavek and, and Ortiz came up dirty. They say he was scared. He was trying to duck the fight and all this stuff. Well, if Triple G doesn't fight Canelo, he's scared. I mean, no double standards, man. We got to keep it consistent. I mean, I mean, I don't think scared. No, I mean, I want people playing field. I mean, for playing field. This is, this is what it is. I mean, like I said, if things were reversed, I mean, right now, and nobody would be calling uh, Canelo scared. They would just be bashing Triple G. Oh, my God, his whole career could have been tainted a lot, a lot. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know I mean? That's the point. I can't you know, that was the point I was making. I was trying to help hey. you out. My point is, when Deontay Wilder, when Pavekin I didn't hit open, got and Ortiz this, came up dirty, when Ortiz and Pavekin came up dirty, everybody was like, oh, he's trying to duck the fight. If he doesn't fight, he should fight him anyway. If he believes in himself, let's see how tough you are, guy. How how tough you are, Mr. Alabama. Let's go. Let's see it. Why, you know? Why do you think? Why That's do you think they sense. say that, man? Why do you think they say that? I have I have my suspicions, but you know I'll, I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> so I just want. I'll, but uh, but as, so I'm saying, you know, if you know, we got to do the same thing with Triple G. You know, if, if Triple G don't fight him, he's scared. He was trying to find a way out the fight. You know what I mean? So Triple G so trying to get paid. He's he's, he's going through with it. Hey, hey, Janelle, you in the fight game, yeah. and let's say, let's say we're in California, Southern California. Um, let's say me and you are hanging out. We're, let's go to Tijuana. Let's go uh, mess around in Mexico or something like that. Are you buying any of the meat product there? Because you know the possibilities <laughs> that come with such deals like that. Are you? Man, Janelle's in Mexico right now. Don't don't. He got you. He got y'all fooled. He's in Mexico right now. Eating all all oh, of you. <laughs> I ate Mexico before. <laughs> I ate there before. I ate meat there. But 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 I'm saying, Janelle, you're you're an athlete who competes in in combat sports. You know the possibilities of eating a certain substance, whether it be tacos, burritos, steak, whatever, whatever. You know what it is in Mexico, and would you be um, so quick to just take something on a plate without doing research on what you're actually getting? I mean, I mean, I ate meat there before myself, and I, I mean, I've never known anything wrong with that meat. I mean, I mean, if it is, it is. Yeah, you, but I mean, I, I don't know anything. You about are pretty it. big too. You are pretty big too, so I don't, I don't know if that helps. You. Nah, come on with that nonsense. Right? <laughs> hey, but you know, ate meat there plenty of times. Hey, I'm out to stand by the testing to your door. Hey, but check it, but check it, but check it. Hey, but check it, but check it. Are you thinking that's the first time you guys ate meat in Mexico during a fight, a fight camp? I doubt it. But oh yeah, this time it came up dirty. I mean, I'm sure he ate meat there plenty of times during camp. So it's like, you know what I mean? But not Man, ain't nobody believing that story, Janelle. We're on the same page. Huh? Ain't nobody believing that. Ain't nobody believing yeah, yeah, that yeah, Mexican yeah. meat story. It's a it's a cop exactly. thing. It's a, it's a regional I believe thing. It. It's a, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where if someone <laughs> was living in the state somewhere, they couldn't use that excuse. But because he's from that area, he can use the excuse. It's weak and it's unacceptable. But, um, you know, uh, I mean – 
I don't even. I mean, look, I wasn't even looking forward to that fight anyway. The rematch because I wasn't really uh-huh, impressed uh-huh. with either. Going into the first fight, the, I mean, coming out the first fight, I came out just thinking both guys were glorified B-level fighters that people are trying to make us believe and that are eight. That's prime anyway. He slowed down. I mean, yeah, Jacobs is prime. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. I mean, but real quick, I want to talk about this um, weight bullying going on, which with uh, Mr. Quig. You know what I mean? Uh, Valdez, I like Valdez a lot, but uh, a combination of his fights in the past, his most recent fights, and then the fight last night, which took a lot out of him because he was fighting. A, I mean, to be honest, let's be let's be real. Mikey Garcia should have been fighting Scott Quig last night. You know. That's how big Quig was. But, you know, this dude was big as hell. And, you know, he even though he lost and he took a lot of damage, he put a lot of damage into uh, Valdez because Valdez was fighting a big, strong guy. And Valdez gets hit a lot. You know, you know, people want to say certain guys get hit a lot. No, Valdez gets hit a lot. For being a world champion and at the level he's at, he gets hit a lot and he takes a lot of damage. He's taken a lot of damage the last couple of fights. And got, got he's going to have a nice short fight. career. He's going to have a short career, a short prime. And I hope he gets that big payday before it all comes crumbling down. Because um, last night just added to the wars that he's been in. I mean, he's been in more wars than, I mean, man, he's been in more wars than Iraq, all type of, you know, Middle Eastern countries. <laughs> and it's going to keep going. He got a broken jaw last night, Sam, and uh, lost a few bottom teeth. Shit looked ugly yesterday. Um, and that, JT, yeah, and they, and that, that's uh, my point. It's like he – I mean, you can't prove it, but you got to ask yourself, how much did it have to do with Quig being a puncher already, but Quig also not coming in and w- on weight? He came in three pounds overweight. Oh, of course. Way bigger course, than him, yeah. was bullying him the whole fight, pushing him on the ropes, hitting him. And this guy gets his jaw broken and teeth missing? Man, that stuff's dangerous, man. And all these people, look, man, all these boxing fans that talk about it doesn't, weight doesn't matter. Skills win fights. If you got the skills, you're going to win. Okay. All right. Uh, go fight somebody in the street that you think you have more skills than and see what happens. Let him be about 20 pounds bigger than you. You know? This dumb skill shit, there, there's a reason why there's caps at weights. There's a reason why you're at 140. Only Wilder can do that. Oh yeah, heavy. But but I'll be honest with you, I don't. I think there should be a super heavyweight division. Willa, if you want to get down to it, I don't think. No, you, I don't think yeah, yeah. two hundred in a buck. That stuff's dangerous, man. I mean, yeah, Wilder won, but he took a lot of damage, a lot of damage, and you know how many how many more times can Wilder fight two hundred forty plus pound guys and getting hit like that? Seriously. You know what I mean? You know, Wilder always lands the right hand. He always lands the right hand. But if you're in the ring with a 250-pound Joshua, will he he beat you down before he lands the right hand? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't even think it's a fight if they were both the same weight. I think the only reason why it is a fight is because Joshua is so much bigger. But, hey, that remains to be seen. But... I, I yep, think there should yep, be a super yep. heavyweight division. I think it's too much. No, good. Hey, good point, Simon. You, you got a good point there because the the weight difference it uh, it, it definitely doesn't favor a guy like Wilder when there's 
240, 250, 260, whatever pound guys in the heavyweight division because that is dangerous. Um, we got five minutes here. I'm going to cover up real quick. Uh, Amiri Mon against Jose Ramirez coming at MSG this weekend. Um, you guys know where I stand with Jose Ramirez just because, you know, it's, it's a biased opinion. He's my boy. We're cool. And, um, and um, you know, Amir Mon definitely a puncher. And, hey, he took an L to Adrian Granados, but that's not something to take lightly. You know, obviously Granados is a tough customer when it comes to inside those ropes. But uh, Jose Ramirez looking to make a splash um, in his first big fight for a, not just a regional strap. You know, he's going for a, <laughs> he's going for a real deal right here. And here's the thing. Um, against Amir Mon right now, coming up this Saturday, and Bob Arum talking about if he wins this fight, next in line is Manny Pacquiao. So Jose Ramirez got a lot on his table, or a lot on his plate. Uh, Willa in time. I, I go to Willa first because I mean, yo, um, Jose Ramirez looks like he's Bob Arum's Mexican project going towards the future, and uh, the, the man. He's about 5'10", 5'9", something like that. But pretty rangy, some long arms, and he can hit with some power. Uh, how are you feeling about this fight coming up and uh, predictions, my man? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm very excited for the fight, but uh, I think Ramirez, like you said, is is, is the next upcoming um, uh, Mexican for uh, – for Bob Aaron. Bob Aaron's a pretty smart guy. He thinks he's got something, so he might have something here. You know, Amon is a guy, he sort of looks questionable, uh, like he might be a little sugary, if you know what I mean. He's got the braids. I've seen him get beat up. I've seen him look real weak. So, yeah, I'm sure Ramirez's going to do easy work with it. But, you know, I will watch the fight, and I'll check it out and see if I have the wrong uh, idea about Iman. Uh But we'll see, you know. But Iman probably get knocked sure. out. I think he got knocked out his last his last loss. So probably see that coming. Time real quick predictions on that fight, and then we're gonna wrap up and get up out of here. Oh no, I'm going with Ramirez. I think Ramirez should get the job done. But you know, you know, Imam, I'm not sure if he really likes to get hit. You know, some of the fights I've seen, it seems like when when you start putting punches together on him, he doesn't really like it. But he can punch, so. He he's dangerous, you know. He can he can drop you. He can hurt you bad. So, um, you know, Ramirez is gonna have to be smart about it. But uh, I think Ramirez should pull it off. All right, all right, there it is, man. Well, hey, great fucking show today, man. Like, yo, this is dope. I'm I'm glad you guys all came on, and I know we we went a little extra on Canelo today, but that's what happens when we got a boxing show. Ooh, shit. Um. Oh well, well, yeah, you kind of cut me off there, brother. But hey, I was saying, yo, we had a lot of stuff happen beginning of the week. Yeah, we had a cover, so it is what it is. Uh, we got a minute, um, and counting before we get out of here. So, um, I would uh go to uh Will and you know see what he's got going on afterwards. But we know that the time is running real short over here. So I want to give him a good California welcome over here. Hopefully, the weather gets better for my man out there. Uh, it's very beautiful out here right now. Um, I'm about to go watch the Golden State Warriors get their ass whooped 
without their uh, ankle-ridden Steph Curry. And um, 13 seconds and counting, man, outside this boxing podcast. You know we'll be back here next Sunday with some of the best minds in boxing. Coming from Central California, y'all have a good day, man. We'll be back. We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.